From Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Millennium Falcon that you put together. Batteries not included. Nice landing, Han Solo. Uh-oh, come on, Chewbacca. Stormtroopers are coming. Action figures eat sold separately. Got them on radar. I'll fire the laser cannon. There's even a hidden storage hatch. Ready for takeoff. Jump to light speed. We're gone. On to the Death Star. Millennium Falcon from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures eat sold separately. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm going to kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 89 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and we have our wonderful co pilots for this evening's adventure the young, the restless, the bearded Carlos Borgoyo. The man that was sick last week that works out too hard that can't even drink a beer, but he's drinking a beer now. <laughs> Less is. This beer can won't open because it's so frosty. Gonzalez. There we go. And the man we call the hair. The man that last week played his trombone naked while wind was blowing in his hair. This week he's playing the Karachas. Is that, is that, oh. certain, is that a thing? Karachas? Maracas. Maracas. Sure. His Maracas. Eric Struthers. Dude. We'll take it, man. Yeah, we'll no, no it, big, long, awesome 5000 Strathers. No, just a regular, just a regular one, right? Yeah, the, I'll, that's fine. It's whatever, man. It is whatever. And I'm really excited about this episode because we have a very special guest host. You might have seen her tweets banging the drum about representation in Star Wars, but you probably heard her as the wonderful and articulate co-host of one of my favorite podcasts out there. From the MSW Podcast Network's Rebel Girl Podcast, it's the one and only Space Jess. Who's that girl? It's Jess. <laughs> What's up? I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting like, me. You like your long ass <laughs> intro there? <laughs> I did. Uh, I had to mute myself when you were introing everyone else because I was like dying laughing because oh, they're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we <are> ridiculous. We <laughs> are ridiculous. And by the way, people, we have decided that this is going to be a beer drinking episode. In honor of Jess, she's mm-hmm. drinking a cocktail. Jess, what cocktail are you drinking, actually? Uh, I am drinking a whiskey sour. Oh, that's hardcore. That's like a, Ooh, that yeah, is a that's cocktail. A, that's a, that's a, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're a boozer, but that's a boozer drink. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it's it's been a long three days. <laughs> okay, got you. Got, what kind of whiskey is it? It's, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but bullet rye? Yeah. Bullet? Yeah. yeah bullet rye. You were yeah. saying it right, yeah. yes. Nice. Nice. All right. It's going to be one of those episodes, people. 
Boo's oh, not yeah. drinking because Boo has to get his ass back to Disneyland. Yeah. We just all, we just, me, Boo and I just came back from, we just left Disneyland about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Boo's going back. Yep. But our friend Colleen, friend and listener, Colleen, mm-hmm. is down here from New York. People are, are all cramming into an Airbnb and having a great old party tonight and tomorrow. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. Shout out to them. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. <laughs> Jess, we're going to get into like your, obviously, Rebel Girl, which we love. <laughs> we had Amanda on and we love Amanda to death. And we love your podcast. And we're going to get into all the other geekdom and the stuff that you really like and love. I know I talked to you earlier about like some of the stuff that you're into. And we're into pretty much the same stuff, which is <laughs> great. Which is awesome. <laughs> Except for the cat thing. I know you're into cats. Uh... But no, I'm not not like against cats. I just, we're going to talk about why you're so into it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that in a second, but let's give out the shenanigans first. We are a part of a great podcast network called the Making Star Wars Podcast Network with great podcasts like Now This Is Podcasting. By the way, I was on last week's episode and it was a blast going down there and a blast podcasting with those guys. <laughs> Steel was on. We had Brandon from the Kesselron Toy Drive was there. He wasn't. He didn't have a mic. He just wanted to sit down and just watch us and, and joke around. <laughs> and yeah, he was just drinking beers. But we, it was a great time. We had a we had a blast. And of course, Corey, Randy, and Jason were doing their thing, and uh, we had a really really good time. We broke down the the uh, solo trailer, and we had a just a drunken great time doing it. <laughs> we weren't really drunk, but it sounded like we were. <laughs> so now this podcast is on this Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners with Johnny, Michael Pappas, and Haas Burkhart. Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, who we have, obviously, we have the talented Jess on tonight. The Cantina Cats, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. You can catch us on Twitter at The Sithless Boo. At The Sithless Boo. Less is more. <laughs> at Less is more 78. <laughs> Struthers. At Eric Strathers. And Jess, give him your Twitter handle. At Space Jess with four S's. Mm. Space Jess with four S's. <laughs> Love it. Now, is that is that four S's including the first one? No. So it's technically five. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> five S's. Nice catch, Eric. On mm. it. You are on it tonight. I like this. <laughs> You're on your game tonight. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, The Sithless, Instagram, The Sithless. Email us, thesithless at gmail.com. And you, we have a Sithless Hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. iTunes reviews would be awesome. You can find our stuff on TeePublic. That's the shenanigans. All right. Jess, let's talk about you. Yes. How's life going, Jess? It's it's great. It's busy. Getting ready to go to Universal Fan Con next weekend. Nice. The a few of the people who helped start Star Wars Rep Matters are going to be doing a panel, so that's pretty exciting. Right. Okay. Um, so, so can you talk about that for uh, for? I know I butchered it on the intro, but <laughs> and when I when I first talked to you ever in the world of Twitter Twitterverse, you hit me up about getting involved in this, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and I appreciate you reaching out to me. But you're a big proponent of this, and can you explain to people what this is? Yeah. So. This was kind of like there was a situation where some guy was saying that, you know, as as they do, that Star Wars doesn't belong to girls. It's for boys only or something like that. So we started a hashtag called um, Star Wars is a girl thing, too. And 
great reception. There was, I mean, Mark Hamill got involved. It was, it was, we just basically, there's a group of like 15 of us and we just tweet out threads, um, character focused, you know, just our own experiences and fandom. And then we boost everyone and people just get involved and it just kind of expands from there. And so um, after we did that hashtag, we kind of realized that, you know, yeah, women are 50% of the population, but there's like so much more intersection to that. Like there's different types of women, there's, um, you know, uh, LGBTQ identifying people, there's just people of color, there's, you know, just there's disabled people that just don't see themselves represented in Star Wars, either in front of the camera or behind the camera. And so this has kind of snowballed into us doing something focused every month so every every month we have a theme that we kind of center the conversation around and just hope to help people become aware <laughs> that um i don't know it's a big learning like everyone kind of learns something every time you know you obviously are a what is your ethnic mix your persian <laughs> uh, and something yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a persian and italian more persian and italian but that's I right yeah I was called white earlier this week when somebody saw a picture of all of us uh, on uh, doing the podcast, and even yeah. though a couple of us weren't white in the photos. But yeah. hey, being white, yeah. cool. I, you know, I, <laughs> being white, being white would help me at, at the TSA. Trust me, right? Uh, but uh, de- yeah, definitely Persian and Italian. Right. So, so I reached out to you to get involved yeah. with your experience with just seeing yourself in Star Wars, and um, I, I think we we all kind of like reach out to different people that we think would like benefit. The community and just sharing their story like we reached out to Haas during the disabled campaign and, or disability campaign and then um yeah I don't know it's it's something positive in fandom that <laughs> we're trying to like keep going just because there's a lot of negativity and a lot of people don't just don't know like you don't know what you don't know and so I feel like it's a good way to kind of learn something different about a different group of people that you don't necessarily interact with and kind of learn what their, their thoughts are and their struggles and what they want to see in the world and in their entertainment. So that's kind of it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that you guys do that. It, it's, it's been great. And I've reading some of the, the responses and the tweets, uh, including Hawes's, by the way, which I never yeah. really thought of, you know, of, of that whole situation with the, with the disabled not being represented and absolutely they're not represented mm-hmm. at all. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, you guys are awesome and keep up the great work and keep doing what you do. That's fantastic. And thank you for reaching out to me. And I, and I was thinking like, who, who, who? And then I was like, Oh my God, Bodhi Rook. And I love Riz Ahmed and, and, mm-hmm. and seeing him on screen was really like kind of like a game changer, which was for, for, you know, me, which was very cool. Okay. So what, you know, let's talk to some people about rebel girl. Cause maybe some people, are living under a rock and they don't know what Rebel Girl is. <laughs> Can you explain a little bit about Rebel Girl just real quickly? Yeah. So Rebel Girl is a feminist Star Wars podcast. It is helmed by the lovely Amanda Ward. I'm mm. actually a new addition. So I've only been a co-host since January. Right. And then before um, you, did before a- that, it was Tracy, right? We've had Tracy. Yes, on. it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, and actually, um, the first time I ever podcasted, I was a guest with Amanda on Rebel Girl, and it just kind of worked out really well. So, <laughs> yeah, <you guys laughs> so she asked she 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 asked me to be on, and I was yeah, I was very grateful. So great choice, Amanda. Um, great choice. <laughs> but yeah, we just kind of look at Star Wars and Star Wars news um, from uh, like a female lens, I guess, and then I 
obviously we always bring in representation um, as a huge, there's always something to talk about with that. And just, I don't know, we get, we get personal. We talk about other things, not Star Wars related sometimes. So. Right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> guys, if you don't, if you guys haven't listened to Rebel Girl, it's a great podcast. Listen to it. Even if you aren't into Star Wars, you'll, you will love this podcast. Trust me. Thank you. Okay. So other than Star Wars, what is the stuff that you are into? Like geekdom wise, like what, what do you get into? I know you said you're a big fan of Atlanta, which we are all yes. big fans of Atlanta, especially Les. By the nice. way, Les, I've seen the crazy episode that you were talking about. Oh, this night <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, you can't. You have no idea. We'll talk about it in a second. Oh, my God. Yeah. So old stuff like Battlestar Galactica, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if you can count that as old because it's still going, but it's yeah. been around for a long uh, Yeah, I'm a huge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan. I am not caught up on the comics for Marvels, but I, I do love the MCU. Not so much into DC. I know some of you guys are big DC guys, so sorry. I won't have a lot to add to that conversation. No, 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 no. we're not. We're not. We're not in bed. Actually, the whim cussed us out because we're not big DC Yeah, yeah, fans. yeah. We have, we have oh. listeners. We have yeah, listeners we're okay that, with that. He, he, had, he told us to go fuck ourselves. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, fuck we, off. Oh. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. I, don't, awesome, we, I like DC. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. love I love DC. Just, you know, it's just not. It was great to get some snark from a fan. That was yeah, awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> gave us some snark. Oh, okay, so it. you're into the MCU. How about, and I know you don't watch The Walking Dead because I already asked you. Yeah, I'm just not into zombies. That's I fine. tried really hard to watch The Walking Dead and I sat there in a pool of sweat, like so stressed out the first two episodes. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that's a good idea that you haven't watched because it's gotten worse with the zombies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so I don't know if I can do it. Gotcha. Um, and then I am into The Expanse as well sci-fi show right right um, everybody's and, been talking about that yeah it's i think it's really well done and then also i just started getting into avatar the last airbender i like oh, literally yeah. just, i'm on like the sixth episode so let's just, per- just perked up I like loved like, yeah. that whole deal even legend of Korra was beast yeah, yeah you got so. more to go after avatar you got so much more after ing you have Korra also so i know i'm so excited but yeah so i'm Very just started cool. getting into that but yeah, that's and then Star Wars, obviously. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Well, that's great. So you're pretty much perfect to be on our podcast. <laughs> you know, you have all the uh, the writings on the wall. We're gonna have a great podcast tonight. Fantastic. Awesome. Great. All right. So you want to you want to do this? Let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the box office. New Line's Rampage was able to hold off a strong second week from Paramount's hit A Quiet Place to take the weekend's number one spot. But A Quiet Place still did great. It was mm-hmm. only 400000 shy of topping the $100 million mark this week. Wow. Yeah. And it, Rampage only beat Quiet Place by $2 million. Hmm. And it kicked ass. I didn't watch Rampage. I know, Boo, you watched it? I did. I did, yes. We did watch A Quiet Place, though. A quick one-sentence review for rampage because i'm not dedicating more than that yeah uh, it doesn't need more than that it, i'll just give you bullet points the rock is charming and amazing as he always is special effects are really good like surprisingly good the story is it's not bad it's just not good yeah uh, it's just not good yeah but but it's, it's not like it has like negative points it's just kind of like a eh story wait for it wait for it till it goes on netflix or something like that but definitely see it it, it is it is entertaining it is an entertaining movie. For free? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If, out of 10, what would you give it? 
maybe a six. Maybe oh, maybe maybe, maybe a seven. Okay. Maybe a seven. Maybe a seven, yeah. I'm I'm guessing Jess, you didn't see Rampage. I have not. I do love The Rock though, so it's on my list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, The Rock is a charming son of a bitch. God damn he is. Yeah. He is. I went and saw Baywatch. Because of him. Well, kind of. And Zach Efron. <laughs> and Zach Efron. You know, he's, he's a very handsome kid. Yeah. He's he's pretty what? dreamy. He is dreamy. He is dreamy. <laughs> what are you laughing over there? Eric, I heard you laughing over there. Just a little chuckle. Little chuckle. A little chuckle. And you know what? I enjoyed Baywatch. Baywatch is great. You know what was cool about Baywatch? It knew what it was. It yeah. made fun of itself. It was corny. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't trying to be something it wasn't. Yeah. So that's no. why I like it. Yeah, it was good. But The Rock, yeah. He's cool. He's cool. Imagine The Rock in Star Wars film. That will never happen. That might be a bit too much. Yeah, it's too much. Jeez. Well, I, I had more. something to say, but that, that, that was actually not you, speechless right there. Yeah, oh, you got man. you got lost in The Rock. That's what <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's just he does that. Well, let's talk I about... I just saw muscles, actually. <laughs> like a Rogers. <laughs> right. The shirt that he's screaming out of right now. I'm not screaming out of a shirt, Jesus first of all. Lord, dude. For, okay. I'm wearing a, a V-neck that I always wear. I'm not screaming out of it. <laughs> it has to be a V-neck because your neck's... Damn sphere, dude. This is this is all reverse psychology. Because I got I started ripping into him about it, about his physique. And now he's trying to pull it back on me. All right, we're gonna. I get the crap all day, dude. Yeah, I get called world breaker for no reason. Dude. It's not fair. That's awesome. That's pretty. Don't 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 complain about that, Les. That is an amazing nickname. World breaker. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about a quiet place. Sorry. <laughs> so, does it, uh, have you guys seen a quiet place? Because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. I have not. Okay, and Eric, you haven't seen it, right? No, sir, I okay. have not. Eric, Eric, you should take your kids. They would to, love it. To a quiet place? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's gosh. what I'll do. No. I will, man. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I don't. I don't, don't want to spoil it. It is a great, mm-hmm. great movie. All three of us saw it in different times. Uh, Boo and I saw it together, but Les saw it at a different time. Somebody actually had a seizure when Les was in the Yeah, theater. my experience was slightly different. Good. Yeah, Shit. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the movie is great. And yeah, all of a sudden, people a couple rows before ahead of me just started moving around frantically. And yeah, a little lady had a seizure. So uh, we ended up being able to finish the movie. She was which, okay? Yeah, she was all good. Paramedics came. Quick response time. It was great uh, as far as that goes. But. Yeah, yeah she, she made it out. She was okay. Yeah. Let me say this. I don't know how Les watched this movie because ha, anybody has seen, seen a movie with here Les we or go. listened to this podcast, they know that Les cannot control his noise levels in a movie theater <laughs> or during a podcast. So I don't know how. And then here's, here's the thing with this movie. Before the movie started, somebody from the theater came in and pretty much pleaded to people not to whisper and not to speak. During the film, made over like an actual sincere request, one of the employees, and they said, "Trust me, people, you're gonna want to be quiet for this one." It it, it was first time I've ever seen anything like that, so I was like, "Oh shit!" I said, "Thank God Les is not here because during the entire movie he'd be crunching on his fucking Reese's pieces." That's right. Here we go. Little small snacks. Actually, I will tell you right now, I was not the only person sweating in that theater because you're correct. They didn't do the announcement for us, but that first three minutes of the movie. You could hear a pin drop. It was. People were, I was looking around and people were not drinking their sodas, eating their popcorn. Everybody was just straight up holding their breath. It was crazy. Yeah. It, and it, it's, there's not a lot of dialogue in the film and it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a lot of dialogue in the film. Mm-hmm. It's directed so well and the story is so interesting. And it's a, by a first time director and actor and producer, John Kalwinski. 
Krasinski. Krasinski. Yeah. It's you all know from the office. Collectively, everybody's raising their eyebrows like Jim would do in the office. Yes. Just because you jacked up his name. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, dude. I love the office. I'm, I'm re-watching the office. The entirety. Just right say now. Jim next time. Just say John Krolinski. I want to give respect to the guy's real name. Yeah, the guy actually has yeah, a name. Krolinski. By wrecking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by wrecking it. What a, what a touching tribute. This would be like one of those <laughs> things they show during the award shows. Raj says the name of people he respects. Oh, <laughs> Winner uh, for best screenplay is John Krolinski. He's not Our buddy here. Eric Struthers is going to come out here and present the award. It's Eric Struthers. Struthers. <laughs> By the way, if you do watch The Office and you're a big fan of The Office, there's a little nod to The Office in this film. Really? Yeah, I won't say what it is, but there's oh. a little nod. Oh. Yeah, I won't say it. I don't want to ruin it. There is a little nod in this film, and if you're a big fan, you'll catch what it is. Hmm. But again, people, go see this film. It is one of my favorite films of the year. Mm-hmm. It is done so well, and Emily Blunt is just, she's in the level right yes, now. Yes, I, mean, she, I love her. She's a powerhouse. She's one of my favorites. She is a powerhouse. Her acting chops are just unbelievable. A quiet place. Do you guys know what the premise of this is? Uh, Jess and Eric? I No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Um, Les, you want to give him a little premise while I drink my beer? Sure, I could do that. Uh, basically, <laughs> the idea is that... Don't uh, spoil it, dude. These creatures have shown up and they're extremely sensitive to sound so you the world creatures is, are blind by the way yes uh blind and can't smell either no can't smell yeah it seems but like they're it's only... extreme they're basically just walking eardrums and yeah uh, the world has had to adapt what's left it. of it so you've had to people have had to adapt and learn how to basically stay quiet and not make any noise whatsoever I'm talking zero noise where you can't wear shoes. You're yeah. walking on tiptoes. Because mm-hmm. if you make any noise, you, the creatures will come within five seconds. Yeah, snapping a twig snap in there, basically going to teleport right on top of you. So it's yeah. just not not cool. Yeah. Is it a horror film? It's a horror suspense. Suspense, yes. Feels uh, like Jaws horror. meets Close Encounters. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say horror so much. It, it does have scary moments, absolutely. And the oh, monsters yeah. are, are scary. That's a guarantee, but I wouldn't say a horror movie. It's it, it is it's suspenseful. It is it's very thrilling, yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah. And the way that it's directed makes it very Hitchcocky mm-hmm. at some points. Mm-hmm. Go see it, Eric. You'll really like it. Yeah, man. I've just from watching any of the any of the scenes I've seen from it, I gotta see it. And the CGI, I thought was great. Yeah, it was really really crisp. It could have gone really bad. Yeah, for yeah, an independent film, this is very well crafted. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, and really, it's killing really it. Cool. It's kicking ass. Yeah, it's great. and Stephen King tweeted said mm. it was a masterpiece wow yeah and uh john krasinski there we say, go say, right? john krasinski said that was, that was like it's actually he, it's actually jim krasinski no it's not john john krasinski <laughs> said that he was uh just a stat like when he saw that he almost died that's pretty good because if you know stevie king all he does is tweet about trump and how <laughs> that's, why I, that's why i follow him Okay, guys, so that was a Quiet Place review. We can't fully get into it, but if you've seen it, email us, call us, let us know what you think about it. It makes me really happy to see films like Get Out and A Quiet Place by directors that haven't directed before or hardly directed, and this piece of work comes out. It's just, I'm very excited about film when I see something like that. Yeah, and, and the really, the really interesting, or not interesting, well, of course it is interesting, but the cool thing, an original idea. Original idea, yeah. A great original idea coming from, seems like out of nowhere, 
Was it extremely well done? Was it great acting? Just a great premise. You know, it, it makes you hopeful for, you know, Hollywood still has original ideas out there. Right. It's, it's not just reboot, reboot, reboot. Oh, we have a reboot we're going to talk about. I know, later. I know, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to perk up people's, yeah, <laughs> people's feelings. Yeah, I know, but yeah. So, yeah, if anybody says that there's no original stories anymore, this is one of them and you, you should go see it and go enjoy it. And Absolutely. Rampage. Just kidding. Yeah, wait, for, wait for that one. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little Star Wars. You guys ready? Jess, are you ready for a little Star Wars action? Always. <laughs> All right. Eric, you want to you wanna talk a little Star Wars? You want to you wanna guide us through this galaxy far, far away? Sure, man. Sure. So the big news this week was... Well, actually, two TV spots for Solo. We're not going to beat you to death with them. If you dig Star Wars, you've probably seen them. But what it looks like to me, and you can you can take this or leave it, but the real star of this whole thing is going to be Chewbacca and his interaction with Han Solo. That's my personal opinion. That and we got to hear Lando speak finally. What do you guys think about that? Oh, oh my gosh. I love that the two TV spots... There's one I like more than another. Uh, the one with Chewy, I think there was one that was very Chewy heavy, right? In the mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. J- Jess, what's your take on Solo? I know what it is because I've heard you talk about it on Rebel Girl. But <laughs> for our listeners, are you excited about this? I am. I'm actually a huge Han Solo fan, and so I've been super excited since the beginning. But. Um, I know everyone's super hyped about Lando, but um, honestly, like when I saw, I think it was the first TV spot that came out where it was like the first time we hear Lando speak. I was like not used to it. So (laughs) I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's Donald Glover still in my mind. So I need, I think this, the second TV spot kind of solidified a little bit better that, okay, this is, this is Lando and he's. He's the real deal. But I am so excited about Shui's story. And I, me and Amanda talked about this on Rebel Girl, but like it didn't even occur to me that Shui had this entire history outside of Han. <laughs> and right, the fact exactly. that we're going to get to see like the beginning of their relationship and like how they came to be so loyal to each other is really exciting. So I'm super excited. It just looks like a fun movie. Like we need a fun movie. We, we need, need a fun, fun Star Wars movie. We need a fun movie. That's right. We need a fun happy let's do this let's let's well you know what's going to be the problem though i have a feeling the end of this movie is not going to be a lot of fun because we're going to lose a lot of people <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's it's going to be a lot of emotion going down there's gonna be yeah. a lot of oh that's great and oh look it's friendship and oh shit people are dead now <laughs> yeah oh yeah. shit yeah. yep people are dead <laughs> but I, I agree i think this 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 chewy backstory history it's it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so funny. It's going to be a, like a buddy cop film. We thought everybody thought it was going to be Lando and Han being the buddy cops. I think it's it's going to be Chewie and Han. Yeah. Eric, what do you think about the TV spots? I loved them both, man. I did like the first one better, the crew one. I was already pretty stoked for the movie, but now I'm I'm sort of really peaked. In in this particular movie, I'll be way more hip to any spoilers that come out, let's have them as opposed to like I was for The Last Jedi. Where it's like, no, 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 no. I do. I think it's going to be funny and exciting, which will be cool. And yeah, I mean, obviously people are going to have to get killed. It's just, <laughs> that's how these movies work. It's like, well, I don't remember seeing them anywhere in any of the original trilogy. 
but that's the problem i i think it's i think it's gonna be a good time and i don't know man i got a feeling that it'll be pretty well received you've got people who are gonna hate it no matter what just because they're they hate star wars right now because it didn't give them what they wanted but i think the general general public is going to dig it and i i bet most star wars fans will dig it eric uh one great poet once said Hate, 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 hate. Wow. And that is profound. <sighs> Players are going to play. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. This is what happens when I drink beer. I start to <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> oh. crack another one. Oh, sweet. She's what's next. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Are you, are you a Swifty? Am I a Swifty? What does that mean? Taylor are Swift you... fan. Oh, no. Thank God I didn't know what that meant. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Yeah, he is. No, I'm not. Stop lying, <laughs> man. You like her style. No, no. Don't you dare. I like, I like that song. Yes, you do. That song is, uh, what, that James Dean. Oh, Look you hear that? Your You're eye. a Swifty, bro. No, I'm not a Swifty. I am loyal to Queen B, and I will not. Yeah, because she obliterated Coachella. We're going to talk about Coachella Ooh. a little bit later <laughs> in our random Shmiel section. Queen B was. <sighs> All right. Let's keep. Rain it in. Let's rain it in. Rain it in. I'm going to go on record as yeah. saying that Taylor Swift rules, man. I really dig her. Yeah, you, you've said that before. I, you know what? I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. She has catchy songs, but when she comes out and tries to act like Beyonce in her videos, that's where I draw the line. Slippery slope, everybody. Slippery slope, people. Honestly, the only reason I know Taylor Swift songs is because Ryan Adams did a cover of her one album. <laughs> oh, and you killed it. And it was a great... I heard some of the songs. It was, yeah, it was great. It was but great. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I know that song you're singing. By the way, Brittany Brown, I apologize because she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. We got into it on this podcast about Taylor Swift. Um, so I'm gonna apologize. Oh, right Boo's sitting Boo, over don't there. Back, don't back Boo's sitting up. over there with Boo, the don't glower. Back oh damn! Wait, like, here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift, okay, lover or hater, good songwriter, good performer, and the fact that she brought in well, I mean, this a lot of this is all in production too. But the quarter note triplet to pop music. Stay on target, dude. That's that's pretty metal. Is what that is. So there you have it. Quarter note triplet. You hear that? Everybody. That was a noise that just went over my head. That's the podcast going over everyone's head. <laughs> Stay on target. And this has been Strummy with Strummers. <laughs> <laughs> a quarter note triplet. Stay on target. Well, that's just never mind. If you don't know what it is, you don't know. I can give you some examples. But you could have anyway. said anything. You said the quarter note triplet, it was, uh, you could have just made up anything. Great. Speaking of solo. Empire Magazine, the issue hits newsstands tomorrow. Well, by this time, it will have been a few days ago, but right right now it is tomorrow, Thursday, the 19th. The issue dedicated to the solo movie comes out. And we've seen a couple of things pop out. Like there's a pretty cool picture of of Bettany with like some Mando armor, Mandalorian armor. What was that all about? Dude, doesn't it kind of look like... Like kind of a Bushido look it to does. it. Yes, it sure yeah. does. It does. Which is pretty, pretty groovy. I thought you were using another word there, and I was going to be like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't. You didn't use that word, but 
I was going to go, this podcast is going totally in a different direction. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, there was a picture of, um, oh, come on. Uh, I can't, I totally spaced on his name. Uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. He, <laughs> oh, yeah. A scene from the movie. My God, it's like what just happened here? No, Hanging from you're thinking a rope. Of that, you're thinking of that word. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about quarter note triplet. Oh, is that what you were thinking? <laughs> Stay on target. But uh, the there's a picture of him dangling from a rope. It's in part of the part of the high scene. Yeah. I I don't know how spoilery the thing's going to be, but I definitely want to want to grab it and read it, see what's going on. Yeah, the uh the cover the cover is awesome. Beautiful. When I saw that, I was like, "That's that's um." It's like a variant cover though. Exactly. It, for the subscribers. No, it, that one's specifically oh. for the Empire subscribers. The original cover that everybody else can buy over the stands mm-hmm. is just him and Chewie. I think just chilling. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the variant cover looks it's a beautiful piece of art. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's worth putting in a frame, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it yeah. looks great. There's a picture out there. If you look in the distance, it looks like Slave One is chasing Falcon. In the background. It's pretty, pretty what? legit. In the yeah. clouds, yeah. I saw it. I don't know. If, did you see that, Eric, at all? Yeah, I, I'd say that's open for debate. Man. Okay. Right. Kind of like my whole, hey, look, there's Boba Fett's helmet behind Lando's you shoulder. I think you know I may what? have been off Eric, course. I was there. trying to look for that while we were doing now this podcasting so I can like act, you know, be cool and go, look, Eric said this is Boba Fett. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> find the fucking spot. They didn't have the still. I was I was all right waiting for it. I was like, dude, these guys are gonna go, wow, you can't believe we found Boba Fett. And I was gonna give you credit, Eric, but it never it never came up. And then Jason Ward pulled you aside and said, Look, dude, you gotta drop this, Strathers. He's he's poison to the podcast. <laughs> he's giving you tips. <laughs> he like said that to me earlier, but I ignored him. There was that thing that you said that it looks like there's those underground tubes and the air goes underground and they're probably living underground. I said that you said that and they all shit on this idea. So <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I apologize. So I'm sorry, Eric. So what do you what do you guys think about having Boba Fett in this and Java in this? Here's a question I have for I'm gonna have for our guest. I'm gonna ask Jess first. Do you wanna see Boba Fett? And if you see Boba Fett, do you want him to be an like integral part of the storyline? Or do you want him to be just at the end of the film chasing the Falcon down or kind of like a Star Tours kind of thing? What's your feelings on it? And I'm gonna ask you the same thing about Jabba. So Jabba and Boba Fett. Okay. Boba Fett, I am fine with a cameo. Really don't want him to be an integral part of the story. Jabba, I think it makes sense for him to be more integral because clearly when we meet Han in A New Hope, like there's beef there. (laughs) But I don't feel like, I feel like Boba's... I don't know. He's a bounty hunter. Of course, he's going to be like in that world. But I, I just, I'm, I'm ready for new characters. <laughs> and if I, I don't know. I'm both. That's cool looking, and that's kind of where his character ends for me. Yeah, there's not much. So to, that's it. I'm sorry, Haas, because Haas loves Boba. I love Boba. I, I, lo- I love how my, he looks. I'm totally on board with you. But there's not much there yet. Yeah. My boyfriend loves Boba Fett, so he's going to kill me when he yeah, it, listens to this. But <laughs> it's, it's hard not to like him. He's such a badass. I mean, he looks like a badass. I mean, but, you know, but here's the thing. In Jedi, when Han finds out that he's there and he says, Boba Fett. Oh, my. Like, yeah. Like he, so there's something there. There's a background there. So I wonder if they're going to save him. Maybe, like I said, 
if this does well, I believe they're going to make a sequel out of this. I, I really do. I know some people are like, no way they're not making a sequel out of this. But if I'm telling you, if this movie does well, Lando's going to come out of this thing like, you know, gangbusters. Mm -hmm. I can totally see them doing another one of these. And maybe Boba, they, maybe they do the Boba Fett tie-in, make it a Boba Fett side story <laughs> with Lando and Han in it. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, I, I don't mind that, but I agree with you. I think it should be just a kind of like a cameo or here and there, like in the background that he's following the Falcon. And Slave One and Boba Fett are following the Falcon, but we don't really see what's going on. I, I want him to cut him off in traffic. <laughs> and, then he, and then he swears that yeah. he's going to get his revenge like, just because he cut him off. He's going to put Offspring's bad habit. <laughs> oh my god yeah exactly that's all i want is to be like i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah. that's it just for no reason he's like i just fucking hate you now yeah i think it would be very like han solo for boba vett to actually have beef with whoever han is working with and for han to just kind of get caught up in it <laughs> and yeah. like not really have like i don't know just kind of have that kind of history i feel like you know maybe having a run in some something having to do with that but i don't know if i don't know if i want as satisfying as it would be to have all of these like ends tied up i don't really know if i want that <laughs> yeah i know well, I, I, that's, that's true that's a good point go ahead Eric. that's a that's a really good really good point to make because one of the things that makes boba fett so cool is the mystique and yeah. if you don't tell like an extremely captivating story about him you've sort of ruined all of that build up and quite honestly based off what we actually see him do in the movies he's really not that cool he <laughs> sucks at using his jetpack he he's ineffective in a fight it's what's to love about him besides the fact that he looks neat so it's like all this all this stuff you have to manufacture in your head and his, so, and his, and his early action figure poked out kids eyes yeah, that's well. That is pretty Wait, cool. Now that you mention it, <laughs> that is kind of awesome. The, the prototype Boba Fett rocket firing backpack. They decided not to launch it because <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Oh my god! Because because the projectile <laughs> launches seem too dangerous. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. So if anybody tells you, oh yeah, man, when I was a kid, I had a rocket firing Boba Fett, they're lying. They're full of shit. Never came out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyhow, anyhow, he, what are you going to do with it? Because yeah. it's, you're really, you're not going to satisfy everybody. And I'd say to keep him, kind of keep him in the back. Cause let's face it, he makes it all the way from, you know, he's a little kid. He's Django Fett's son makes it all the way to the end of Return of the Jedi without successfully bagging Han Solo for good. Like, come on, how how great can he be? Let's just let's just keep it keep it mysterious. Okay, I getcha. But it's gonna be hard having Jabba in this film and not have Boba Fett. Because it seems like Boba Fett's his number one bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it goes. I can't wait. Fuck. I can't wait. <laughs> I just got so excited. <laughs> and by the way, the tickets go on sale on May 4th, Star Wars Day. So make sure you get on that internet. Make sure you get on there before the sites crash. No, they're going to crash one way or another. Yeah. Did you know that, Eric? Did I just... Did I, no, I didn't know that. What time? Uh, at uh, p.m. Sweet. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. So, okay. So those were... The, is there anything anything else from the Empire articles, my man? 
Uh, no, not nothing that sticks out to me. But I mean, I won't know until tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. Well, th- there was some really cool news coming out of uh, episode nine. So J.J. Abrams has begun pre-production on Star Wars Episode Nine. Obviously, we know that. And he has picked Victoria Mahoney as his second unit director, which is a major milestone for this franchise as it's the, it's the first African-American woman to serve in any directing role. And Ava DuVernay, which is the – am I pronouncing her name right? Ava DuVernay? I think so. It's DuVernay. I think it's DuVernay. DuVernay. Yeah, yeah just faster. Man, I suck. You would think with me having my last name as Dolit Shahi, that I would pronounce other people's names right. It's just, it's just me getting back yeah. to everybody that butchered my name. She's the one that announced it because I believe that J.J. Abrams and Ava, I'm not going to try their last name, they were, <laughs> they, they've been in conversation for a while and she's been plugging uh, Victoria Mahoney. Uh, what she say on her Twitter? Happy to share this historic news. A black woman directing stories in a galaxy far, far away. First unit director, J.J. Abrams. Second unit director of Victoria Mahoney. Here's my question. Everybody's pretty excited about this, right? How big is a Star Wars franchise for this to become news? Meaning, I want a black female director to be directing an actual film. Mm-hmm. But everybody's getting pretty excited just for a second unit director, mm-hmm. which I get it. I understand. I, I understand. It's a step in the right direction. But it is a step in the right direction. But how big is Star Wars for people to be so excited about this hire? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jess. What do you think about this news? Obviously, it's great news. But is it as big of a deal as it should have been? I think we're just so starved for representation behind the camera that we're just taking any crumbs thrown at us. So yeah, it is really exciting and it's like great news, but it probably is bigger news because of historically the decisions that Lucasfilm has made in the creative sphere, especially recently for all of the new stuff that's coming out. It seems like it's very like white and male, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, like, and the fact that Kathleen Kennedy has said over and over that they're just looking for the right people, that, you know, they want it to be the right person. And then I think when, um, what's his name? Um, John Favreau was, was picked to do, what is it? A TV show? Yeah. The, yeah, the, li- yeah. the live action series. Live action. Yeah. Um, there was like a specific line in her press release saying that, you know, he, they're going to work with a diverse group of creatives. So it was, I mean, they're delivering on that. I guess that's great, but I really feel like you're like, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal, but just historically like the context of, Star Wars and Lucasfilm in general has made this a bigger deal than it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I, I don't think yeah. this would have got headlines for any other franchise for a second unit director, but yeah, I, I believe so. And maybe this is, is like Boo said, a stepping stone to a standalone film or a saga film. I think it's a huge deal that Ava DuVernay was the one to give her input on who should be picked for something like this, even though it's probably not. I mean, it's like an important position, but it's not like a director or a writer on a film. But um, the fact that she is using her clout in the industry to pull people up and get them recognized when they probably normally wouldn't have been recognized is huge. And I think that's kind of showing 
like what everyone should be doing in the industry, especially in big franchises like Star Wars and Marvel. And so that's Absolutely. really exciting to see that in action. Absolutely. And, and people, a second unit director, you're going to see shots in the film, in the theater that have been, that was specifically directed by Victoria Mahoney mm-hmm. in episode nine. The, exactly. sec, the, the second unit director directs the films. I mean, doesn't direct the majority of the film, but there are scenes that you're going to see that is specifically her direction, which is very cool, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, sorry, one more thing. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that The Last Jedi lacked for me personally, and probably for a lot of other fans, is Ray's story. Um, and knowing that there is going to be a woman behind the camera that is possibly guiding part of Ray's story <laughs> is really exciting. That is so, true. Great yeah. point. Great point. There's just a, a certain perspective that you can't, like, that a white or even just a male director or writer isn't going to have that a woman is it will have for writing a female character or directing a female character. Sure. So. sure. The, the example is if a male directed Wonder Woman, it wouldn't have been the same film. Oh, all. yeah. At <laughs> all. Yeah, at all. All right. What do you think about this, Les? About Ava DuVernay plugging in well, no, the, just, the whole uh, thing? Is, or? is this, as an African-American male, a... <laughs> I didn't need to explain to you that you are black woman getting the nod for second union director. Is it as big of a deal as we're making it to be? Well, yeah, because then the next step is someone being the director, whether it's a black male or black female or any one of, of color or any person of color to be politically correct. So yeah, it's, it's definitely opens the door. Definitely gives, you know, it gives premise to be able to say, okay, and you know what? Ava DuVernay, just like Jess said, she's using her clout big time. I think Ryan Cougar is going to start doing the same thing. Oh, he sure make is. sure that he everybody sure absolutely. gets a seat at the table and everybody gets a piece of the pie, meaning everybody eats. So it's about time that people start doing that for each other. And we're going to talk about a little, little bit later on another film that has been is kind of like a historic little thing. And it's because of the lead actress in that film that the director was picked. We'll talk about that in a second. So, yeah, this was great news. I'm uh, very, very excited about this. So um, nothing but positives here. You know, there was a little bit of little bit of hate, people crapping on it about, well, this seems awfully convenient that surely they know that people are in an uproar about this and this. And now Disney, now Lucasfilm announces this. This is very, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't oh, for, situation. For sure. But I do think that it is a bummer that it's taken this long. However, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm trying to not say but or however because it negates what you just said. <laughs> Having said all that, that's what I'll use. I'll, I'll edit that out. I'll that. edit that part out, Eric. I'll make you sound, I'll make you sound <laughs> even better. No, no, it's, it's, I'm just teasing you. Man. I know you are. Every, <laughs> Every step in the right direction is a victory on some scale. And when you take how it was when it started to where it is now, it's it's the right direction. And I mean, for me, I'm I'm like a basic white dude. <laughs> you know, I'm the white package with the barcode on the back. That's me. But it's <laughs> your barcode's white, by the way. Yeah. Your, yeah, your, your barcode's not even black. <laughs> Man, come on. I'm sorry. Come on. So, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're saying. Never, never you mind. I do think that every victory should be celebrated. 
because it it, it shows the importance of it. Right. You know what? You're damn right. This is a big deal. It is a big deal. And it it needs to get to where this doesn't seem like a big deal because That's it's right. so normal. That's right. Yeah. It needs to get to a point that we're not talking about this in the podcast. We're just going, hey, Victoria Mahoney's directing the next standalone film. How cool is that? Oh, it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. That's where we need to get to. And, and yep. hopefully we will. I hope. Now, if you, if you, if you interview her, Raj, are you going to tell her that she's black? Victoria Mahoney? <laughs> I will not tell her she's black. No. Oh, my God. I will definitely not tell her she's black. You, you set precedent, man. You well, well, I just did, yeah, with Les. <laughs> I did. Sometimes, sometimes I need that wake-up call, though. Yeah. <laughs> Les, Les needs a, like, a, like a verbal 23andMe where I need to tell him. He doesn't need to send a test in. I need to just tell him. By the way, people, I, I did a 23andMe testing, and so did so did Boo over here. Yes, I did. And uh, we spit in a vial for a while. For science. We spit in a vial for a while. That's awesome. For science. Man, yeah. listen to you go. Yeah. Oh, and oh. we sign our DNA rights off for the next you know, 100 years. Forever. They can, they can clone us pretty much. They can do whatever they want yeah. with but us. We, yeah. we found out some interesting stuff. It was pretty crazy. So I, I recommend it because mm-hmm. it, it gives you what your ancestry is and where they came from and where their journey started, mm-hmm. which was really cool. I do not recommend the health portion of it because it'll tell you if you're going to be, if you are likely to get Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's Parkinson's, mm-hmm. certain uh, types blood of cancer. diseases, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So the reason I say don't do it is because for that two weeks, three weeks, you'll be on pins and needles worrying about what you're going to be. Well, and even if you know, what are you going to do about it? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess you could prepare yourself. I, I don't know. That's, You're right. That, that's the way I felt. I'd be like, all right, well, that sucks, but I can't do anything about it now. we got to move on. Yeah. What was crazy is it, it even knew if I would be more of a – because it said you, you're a person that, will, that likes bitter and salty things instead of sweet. Mm-hmm. Totally true. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it totally, totally – I don't like sweets that much. I love bitter and salty things. Lorena, she seems really nice. She's the opposite <laughs> of bitter and salty. <laughs> guys are all perverts. We have a lady on the podcast, and you guys can't control yourselves. I knew. I Damn. Knew it was coming. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get this But there's your Star Wars stuff, guys. Buy your tickets May fourth. It's going to be a rip a roaring great time. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see this film. One thing that you want to see in this film. I'm going to ask Jess first. Like one scene. What is the scene that you want to see in this film, Jess? Honestly, now that I've seen the TV spots and the trailers, I really want to see Chewie in action, which I definitely think we're going to get based on those like train scenes. Like Chewie smashing a dude's head in? Fuck yeah. How cool was that? Yes. Or just like, he doesn't have his bowcaster yet, right? He just has that big blaster yeah mm-hmm. he just has a big blaster he doesn't have his boat yeah and there's some scenes where he doesn't have the bandolier the yeah mm. there you go interesting but yeah i just want to see him like tear people apart and be awesome nice look at you <laughs> I like it. this is weird man it's kind of the polar opposite i want to see chewbacca interact in an emotional and meaningful way with other wookies you know, I was oh. just going to say, don't say Wookiee sex. I was just going to say that, Struthers. Dude, come on. I was just going to say that, and you went there. That is not at all what I meant. Oh, okay. At all. That's what you were trying to say. At I'll all. go on the record yeah. saying I'm down for Wookiee sex. Hey, if you, guys, <laughs> I can't even say this is the straight face. If you look at the scene where they 
hit heads with each other, you know, Nala, allegedly, Nala and Chewie, if you look at the middle around the fur, it's pretty crusty around that area. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just she saying, tastefully opened the door and you just went messy as fuck right I was now. Yeah, thanks for just opening the door. I was waiting for just to open the door and I walked right in. I walked in. Oh, man. You splashed right in. Oh, really? Oh, man. You nasty. Oh, you're off. I, we're being really perverted today. Yeah, it's a little dirty. <laughs> Jess, it's your fault. Yeah. I'll accept responsibility. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a little wookie bumping. No? You guys yeah. are looking at me and shaking their there can be There can be emotion behind that and, yeah. and meaning, you know? Yes, it doesn't have to just be nasty. Wookie so love sexual I'm not saying. Is that what we're talking about now? Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> like some saxophone and, and uh, some Kenny G going on. Oh. See, when you say Kenny G, now I'm going to put a sound bite in. Yeah. <laughs> when you say Kenny G, now I'm going to have to put It's going to be like a candlelit. Oh, wow. Like, look, it might be the last time yeah. Nala and Chewie see each other. Mm-hmm. Right? And by the way, when you saw that scene, it's a very beautiful emotional scene. Right? In the they hit each other's head really hard. I was like, you're going to hurt her. They're Wookiees. It's rough being a Wookiee. Yeah, they're tough. I get it, but I mean, they're not cavemen. Like, they can have, like, emotional, nice, sympathetic kind of, like, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I, I was going somewhere, and I got nothing. But I wouldn't mind some Wookiee shenanigans. Some shenanigans. So that's what you were saying, Eric? Is that what pretty much you were saying? Oh, yeah. You, it's like you took the words right out of my mouth, smashed them up, and put them in different orders, and then <laughs> put them back out there. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm against seeing... You know, wookie sex, but that is not what see? I was saying. I most want to see. You most want to see that just is an second. emotional response and kind of an interaction between the two. Yeah, man, just you know, to see that he had relationships with his own kind that made him leaving with Han and doing whatever he was doing matter even more because of wherever he came from. We are hundred percent going to see that. I I know we are. Can I change my answer? That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, me too. Eric, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with your route. I don't want to see crush stuff. And, you know, never mind. Gonna, <laughs> you know. Now, Boo, yes. one scene. I know you want to see Falcon going. Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to get that. But, yeah, well, like with what Jess said, I want to see Chewie ripping dudes in half. I want to see limbs flying. I want, yeah, I want Wookiee rage. I want him, yeah, like he's smashing the guy's head into the ground, making it come out of his own ass. I want like a good like five minutes of that. Yeah, that's that's what I fucking want, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see where you're at. You want to see Wookiee sex? You want to see like Wookiee like violence? Damn right, I want to okay. see Wookiee violence. Yeah. All right. Les, what what's one thing you want to see? I don't even know now. You guys are <laughs> damn. Took it down to a dark path. Yeah, yeah, I want to see more Kira. Is what I want to see. I love her. She's. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say they're all gone, right? Pretty much. Well, you never, you never know. They could be hanging out. Somewhere. I mean, at the end of all of this, we get three still standing, and that's Chewie, Han, and Lando. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride. All right, let's get into some random schmeels, and let's talk about stuff that's not Star Wars, but still stuff that we'd want to could be in the world of geekdom. Let's talk about Netflix. And Jess was saying that she watches. Oh well, well, the show that you watch is not on Netflix. It's on Sci Fi Channel, right? The Expanse. Yeah, okay. yeah. But you watch. Is there any shows on Netflix that you watch? I mean, we're big Netflix um, junkies here. Is there? Yeah. Is, 
Yeah. I um finished up Altered Carbon. Wow. Which was really good. Yeah, Boo loved Did you guys that. watch that? I watched one episode and I really liked it and I forgot about it. So yeah. I need to go back. Yeah, I finished that. It was <laughs> no, great. No, and I loved, I, loved, I loved what I saw. I just totally blanked. Altered Carbon it. was amazing. Yeah, no, it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. How it about was a trip. the Jason Bateman one? Have you seen that one? It was uh, Ozarks. Yeah. No, I forgot. You know what? I actually watched the first episode of that and forgot about it too. So mm-hmm. I need See? to put that back on my list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely and, need to finish and it. And it gets better after the okay. first episode. The ep- first episode is kind of a little slow. It gets a lot better. And okay. Season two is coming out soon too. But the reason I'm bringing up Netflix is according to Forbes.com, Netflix added 7.4 million subscribers in the first three months of 2018. That's up 50%. From the same quarter a year earlier. The company reported on Monday that there are up to 125 million subscribers. And that's even with the uh, the price increase. That's with the price increase. That's exactly right. So they are just kicking ass. Remember when we were like, how are they making money? Mm-hmm. And that's who it. doesn't have Netflix? <laughs> I guess 7.4 million people didn't have Netflix in the first three months of 2018. That's which crazy is, to me. Which is crazy, yeah. That's crazy. There, There is a show on Netflix that I just finished watching that surprisingly was very good full house no full house, um, full house. on on my block was amazing okay explain oh yeah it's, oh yeah you know yeah. about this one it's basically teenage angst and drama in the hood it adds every element there's the gang banging and you know your friends as you reach a certain age your friends start to get pulled to either the life or away from it uh all the awkward stuff but it's just got from a person of color. So from cool. black Latino community, basically South Central or Compton or anywhere, I guess, Houston, I don't know, just Atlanta, places where there's a heavier population of people of color and just going through your from transitioning from middle school to high school and just all that stuff. Romantic drama, comical, just just now, great what's elements. What's it called again? On my block. On my block. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, it was actually amazing. I gave it a shot and ended up watching the whole thing. So very cool. And here's the thing with those kind of shows, Netflix is putting about I've heard three billion dollars into their next wave of production shows like this. Well, they're doing, um, and I, I'm sure Jess could back me up on this. They're 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 basically creating content for diverse audiences. Yeah. yeah. So they have true. everything out there. Uh, one day at a time is a Latino family at this point. Yeah, one day at so, a time. Struthers, you remember one day at a time, right? With Schneider. I do. Valerie Bertinelli. Valerie Bertinelli. Schneider was the like the handyman. We're we're aging ourselves, yeah. by the way. There is a reboot. Uh, there's just so much more room for them to expand and do things. I know network TV is just a little different, and even premium TV, cable TV, is order based or just you know you got to have something really good but netflix is taking that chance and saying okay we're gonna we're gonna give all these shows a chance and we have amazon putting a billion dollars in the lord of the rings <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's where the priorities are at for amazon <laughs> yeah be awesome if they did a, a weird Lord of the Rings reboot where it's like all people of color and like super intersectional and they just threw away the whatever it is before. I was just about to say that. That would be awesome. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But I think Netflix understands that their audience, it's a global thing and they want to be able to reach everyone 
you know, there's people, there's Latinos, there's Asians, there's uh, black people that watch Netflix. It's you can take it mobily with you. So on your cell phone, you can download. So yeah, you want to be able to appeal to everyone. You know, when to. we were at, we're, I was recently in Brazil and Peru, and they have their own specific Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Brazilian show, show from Peru. Really? Uh, that they plug the hell out of on every billboard. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. Wow. So they're, they're reaching out to all over the world. What a global force. It's a, it's a global force, Spoo. Netflix. <laughs> By the way, speaking of traveling, I want to talk to Jess real quick. Gonna, <laughs> this is just going to be about, it's going to be a conversation between me and Jess. Okay? You guys are going to be feeling like you're on the outskirts, but you'll absorb information. Oh, it's prom I, all over again. It's prom. Yes, it's prom. You, you, we're, me and Jess are going to be dancing. Like it's like, no, no offense to your boyfriend. No offense to my wife. But we're going to be dancing. <laughs> and there's going to be people around us. You got to leave room for Jesus in between. Jesus. Yes. Yes. We're leaving room for Jesus. That's right. But we both recently have been to Thailand. Correct, yes, Jess? We, yes, we have. Not okay. together. <laughs> no, not, not together. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not together. Yes, yes, I went with my wife, my lovely wife, and you went with your boyfriend, I, I believe, right? Yes, yeah, I yeah, did. So, for people that haven't been to Thailand, what is your initial – we went – and I, we've talked before. We pretty much had the same kind of route. And, yeah. And how amazing was Thailand for you? So amazing. So I actually studied abroad in Thailand about 10 years ago, but I stayed mostly in like the cities, like where all the temples are, because we did a lot of, I I was studying Buddhism. So we stayed where that stuff was. Yeah, And and Bangkok (laughs) has a ton of them. Yeah. And the old capital has like a ton of historical stuff there too. So um, we went there and then to Chiang Mai. But um, this time we wanted to be super tourists, you know, just on vacation. So we went to Phuket. And it is very different from Bangkok or Chiang Mai or Ayutthaya. It's very touristy. It's very like nice. There's like resorts. Everyone speaks English. Um, There's cars everywhere instead of like tuk-tuks, which those are like little taxi kind of things that look like it's like a motorcycle that has like a, a trailer hooked up to it, basically. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you the people, ride, and the people and you ride that, in the back of the trailer. Yeah. And the people that drive him are like NASCAR drivers. They're like professional studs. They're, they're unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's just Phuket is like one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And it was, it was really nice. We are totally like planning. We were looking at like real estate prices and like, oh, I wonder if we could like retire yeah, we, here. We, did, I know the a lot same, of people we that, did the so. same exact thing. We did yeah. the same exact thing. And you know what, what's crazy is bringing it full circle is that in Phuket is where Revenge of the Sith was filmed and the scenes of Kashyyyk were actually on the islands of Phuket. That's awesome. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that until Jason texted me, hey, did you hit up Kashyyyk yet? And I was like, yeah. huh? What? He's like, it was filmed there. <laughs> I idiot. know. Amanda asked me the same thing and I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> exact same reaction. <laughs> right. And I perked up and I was like, we need to go to these islands like tomorrow. <laughs> like, like, so yeah, it was great. And, and I, I agree with you hundred percent. Thailand is amazing. The people are the friendliest people in the world. I think the nickname of Thailand is the, the land of the million smiles or a thousand smiles. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, actually like a thousand that. smiles wouldn't be that much. But if you are planning on going anywhere, for vacation, I would highly suggest Thailand. It is just beautiful, and the food's amazing. And listen to Jess, and listen to me. Go to Thailand. Here is a place where amazing is never-ending. 
Everywhere has a charming Thai way of life. Every moment is filled with joy and truly refreshes the soul. Every sense is awakened with unforgettable flavors to tempt your taste buds. Only a smile can make friends for no reason. Let's experience Thainess and share your moments with us. Thailand awaits you in the amazing Thailand Tourism Year 2018. And if you need some help planning your trip, hit us up. We'll help you. We will. <laughs> yeah, we will. Stay on target. Back on track. Let's talk a little rebooting. It's time for what are we rebooting this week? God. Oh it looks my like, God. Yeah, it looks like Pet Cemetery is getting a reboot. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. The Hollywood Reporter reported earlier this week that Jason Clark, famous for Zero Dark Thirty, and Red Sparrow is in negotiations to star in the remake lead playing the part of Dr. Lewis Creed, originally adapted back in 1989 by Paramount. Paramount Pictures presents Stephen King's all-time best-selling tale of horror. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery centers on the Creed family who moves to the countryside for peace and relaxation, only to find that the land there is sour and cursed. So Pet Cemetery is one of Stephen King's, one of his classics, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's not up there with The Shining or Shawshank or, you know, Misery or whatever that. But Pet Cemetery was kind of like a Children of the Corn type in that category. What do you guys think about rebooting this thing? Does it need to be rebooted? Are you excited about this re- being rebooted? What's your take? Uh, Struthers, I'm going to go with you. I know you've seen Pet Cemetery, the original. Yeah. The movie, the book was way scarier than the movie. Agreed. And I, yeah, I agree I, too. I think with something like that, you could do a better job. You could make it represent the book in a better fashion and still make a better movie. Having said all that, I don't, I don't perceive it to be necessary. Read the book. It's great. It would be very hard to top it. Jason Clark's a great actor. I won't take anything away from him. I just don't think this needs to be done. At all. At all. What do you think, Jess? You've read the book? I've read the book and I've seen the movie. Um, I remember the movie being, I was super, very, like, it was super cheesy. I was, I think I was in middle school when I watched it. And the, literally the only part I remember from this movie is like when the little kid gets stabbed with the syringe and he's like walking through the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like the only part that I remember from this movie. But I think like, it's not necessary, but I definitely think that given like net, what Netflix has done with some other series and movies, I feel like they would do a much better job at <laughs> doing this movie than what the, the original movie was like. Oh, that's, so, a good, that's a good idea, actually. That's a really good idea. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's necessary either. The book, I mean, the book was extremely scary. I like stayed up for two days after I read it. Oh, man. <laughs> Is that why you love cats so much? Yes. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. Maybe I, <laughs> I think the love of cats came before, way, way before. <laughs> and also rebooting, you, you were talking about how you love the new Star Trek, right, Jess? Yes. Yes. I haven't seen that yet. And I know the season's over, right? Season one's over. Mm-hmm. They just got renewed for a second season. Yeah, so it's a good and- time to... Right. To catch up. <laughs> right. And, and, and the lead, I love the lead because the lead was in The Walking Dead. Sonequa. 
Sonequa. Oh, for Discovery. Sasha. Yeah, Discovery. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. Uh, Sonequa um, Martin-Green. That's she's a name. great actress, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in Star Trek. What's your take on this new Star Trek? I am not a Trekkie at all. Like, I don't really care for most of the Star Trek shows or the movies, but yeah. I think this show is really well done, and it's very, like, emotional, and it's the story's pretty good. All the actors are amazing. <laughs> so okay. I've heard a lot of complaints from people that are super into Star Trek. And I've also heard people that are super into Star Trek love the show. So I don't really know like how to gauge, you know, if that's your fandom, if you'll like it or not. But I am not into it. And I loved Star Trek Discovery so much. That's great. So that means I want to start watching because I'm not really into Star yeah. Trek either, except for the J.J. Abrams films. And I love those to death. But, but uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be uh, watching this thing now. This is how is the production value in this? That's what I'm always oh. worried about with the stuff on network television is the production value. How how is the production value? I think it's great, and I it's a really beautiful, beautifully done show. I think like just like the visuals for like space and even some of the planets is just really stunning. And it's it yeah, I think it's I think the production value is pretty good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, Okay, before we, before we get into the comic book movie stuff, there's a couple of things here. Let's talk a little bit about Atlanta and how amazing of a show this <laughs> is and how people should watch this. Now, I know, Boo, you haven't seen this season. I have not. Did you see last season? Uh, I saw a couple episodes with episodes. you guys. Okay, it it, yeah, it yeah. seems like a really good oh, show. It's, it's I just great. haven't gotten into it's it yet. Uh, so Eric, have you seen any Atlanta sh- episodes? No, man, I sure haven't. Okay, no, it's okay. I know Les and I have. I'm caught up. Oh, no, I'm almost caught up. I haven't seen last week's, but I saw the crazy ass one. <laughs> yeah. And Le- Les said the same thing you did. Did you, because she, she hit me up. Did you see the crazy ass episode? And I said, yeah, I saw the crazy ass episode. Uh, Les described it exactly the same way you did. It was a crazy yeah. ass episode. So for, for people that haven't seen Atlanta, it is the brainchild of obviously Donald Glover, who is a unbelievable talent. You're going to see how talented he is when you watch Solo. He is everything to the show. It's just done so well. It's written so well. And they have these crazy episodes. Last season, they did this cold, crazy talk show episode. Like you're watching, like you're watching, I don't know. It was, it was like, it was like a public like Larry, access. Like, 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 like yeah, like, public I access. I hate to bring the name of, but like Charlie Rose. Right. Like style. Charlie Rose. Yeah. And it was, the whole episode was kind of based upon that. And you didn't know what was going on because they did yeah. it as if you're watching television. And they had commercials specifically for it. It was just awesome. And this time around, they had this weird kind of crazy, scary-ass episode. What's your take on Atlanta? I'm going to ask less in a second. But Jess, what's your take on Atlanta? Why do you love Atlanta so much? It's just... I absurd like there's a humor element to it they do they do something like they have that weird situational humor and that like irony but they also it's just like super real and like yeah this is like shit that people are dealing with and then they just do this like the the talk show episode was just bizarre like we like paused and like looked up the episode while we were watching it like is is this what we're supposed to be watching like and just the characters are like put in these situations i i don't even like know how to describe this show you just have to keep watching because that's exactly right you can't describe like, the you show. Can't, i don't like there's just so much weird stuff but it's so good and it's like you can't stop watching i feel like this season they're just like off the rails like anything goes and then the most recent or the the um the weird crazy episode 
I saw something on Twitter. I was like, oh, it was going to be Darius centered and there were going to be no commercial breaks. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. Darius is like my favorite character. And then it was madness. And we were like, man, we got what we wished for. We wanted a Darius centered episode, I guess. But yeah, Mm. it's. Yeah, it was scary. Scary. I I can't wait till Donald Glover gets to direct. He's been directing episodes for Atlanta, but I, I can't wait till he directs a film film i know like what if they give him the lando film and say hey you're not only going to be in it you're going to direct it as well i don't think oh my god i don't think he would do it just because the shit that he would do would be so avant-garde that lucasfilm wouldn't want it yeah yeah that that might not be yeah yeah, that might not be the great fit for him but it's coming he's gonna get his hands on a couple things uh what i was gonna say about atlanta it's almost the comedy version of black mirror you know how like black mirror incorporates elements of what's going on in real life or in our life you know the social media and youtube and just all kinds of stuff like that atlanta just takes it and flips it on its head i think it just takes everything that you would say like all this instagram stuff and i mean the drake episode that was hilarious just (laughs) instagram shots everywhere i'm kicking it with drake and blah blah and they get their paper cutouts and it's like $30 $30 for this one. It, it is like, it takes you to those levels or just those things where, like, if you're looking at your phone and you say, Oh, who's this person? How come they're chilling here? It really isn't all that it's cracked up to be, but it, it it's even weirder than that. There's just so many layers, man. And yeah. It's, yeah. And it encompasses everything. What, what were you going to say, Jess? Oh, I was going to say same thing. Layers. Like, there's, like, they just take all this stuff that we don't even think about, like, day to day. And like you said, they flip it on their head. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, makes true. you look at it in a different light at how absurd our lives are and like what we value. Or the things that we may not value, but things that have just come to the forefront as what's cool and what people want to achieve and aspire to is just surreal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. You, Eric, you should definitely watch it since you don't have to leave your house to watch it. You can just sit home and watch it. And another quick thing, uh, Lakeith Stanfield is also a great byproduct of of Atlanta. Oh, dude, his star he's, is he's on the, the rise. He's got a movie coming out. Uh, I think it's called Pardon the Interruption, if I'm not mistaken. Or that uh, guy I, has I have the to best facial expressions. He's a uh, yeah. His his star is definitely on the rise. He's on his way up for sure. Oh, and Zazie Beats is going to be Domino in the new Deadpool movie. Yeah. Zazie oh, yeah. Beats. That's right. So it comes full circle. We got Lando. We got Domino. Oh, her episode was hilarious, too. That German. Oh, um, what the fuck? <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, <laughs> for oh, yeah. real. We almost said Bukaki on this episode. What she... are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You're allowed to say fuck. Watch Atlanta, peeps. FX is doing a great job with their shows. And, and Legion is, is flying off, is doing its thing, Legion too. Legion is doing so, its thing. Yeah. Legion For those is doing new its Legion thing. I'm not watching there, it, but Legion is doing its thing. I, I, my brain melts when I watch Legion, I'll be honest. Yeah, just, me too. I, I yeah, can't. I, like acid. I, I want to watch it because it's an X-book, X-Men based thing. But yeah, my brain starts melting and I just go, oh, I got to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right. So the last couple of things, let's talk some comic book movie stuff. Now, remember we talked about for the last, I don't know, year about DC stepping in the right direction, picking directors and writers and all this stuff? Well, they went out and got the biggest director in the world. Steven Spielberg is taking over and he's going to produce Blackhawk. 
Now, I'm going to ask Les. I don't know if Les knows anything about this, but the Hollywood Reporter reported that Steven Spielberg is going to take over Blackhawk, and he's going to direct, and he's going to be totally involved in this thing. I don't know too much about this story, Blackhawk, but I know it ties into Wonder Woman and characters from Wonder Woman. And it's not going to be for a while because he still has Indiana Jones 5 that he's planning on doing, and he's doing a West Side Story remake. Speaking of reboots, there's going to be a West Side Story remake. Huh. So that's going to be those two before Blackhawk gets off the ground. Less being the comic book guru you are, do you have any idea what Blackhawk is? Because I have no clue. No. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I really don't. It's one of what I've read is it's one of the earliest storylines in the DC universe. From what I understand, though, I guess it went out of print for a while and yes. then it came back on because Spielberg back in the day was attached to do something. He really wanted to do something. <laughs> I guess it's just now it's coming full circle. And you know what? If DC is going to throw a punch, this is the biggest one they can. Yeah. I mean, well, this is Scorsese doing the Joker, which is going to happen. Yeah. Massive steps here. For people that are into it, Skirits, if you're listening, hit us up about mm -hmm. Blackhawk. Please. Yeah. Well, guide, guide me because I'm still, as much as I do know, I will admit that I'm still a noob. See, this is what's great about you, Les. You could have looked up Google and looked up Blackhawk while we were on, right? You got the show notes, but you didn't. You're genuine. No, I'm not. Well, I can't do that. I'm lying. That make me a liar. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> I get it. that would make you a liar. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I'm glad that yeah. you're doing that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, here's some cool news. Birds of Prey. Entertainment Weekly reported earlier this week that Kathy Yan is in negotiations to direct Margot Robbie's untitled Harley Quinn spinoff based on the Birds of Prey storyline. What the rumor is, is that Margot Robbie said, if you don't get a female director to do this, I'm out. I'm not doing this. So mm. they went and got Kathy Ann. And I don't know what her history is and what her background is, but I don't think it's a lot of movies. But this is very cool mm -hmm. because I believe she's Asian American, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, and she's a female, and she's going to be doing a Harley Quinn spinoff film. Jess, what do you think about this crazy news? I Actually, I believe she's the first Asian woman to direct any superhero movie. So that's huge. <laughs> huge. Yeah. Speaking of you, that's huge. huge. Yeah. That's huge. I don't know anything about her. Um, I looked her up when the news broke yesterday. And I think like the only thing that I saw was like a, she won like a Sundance um, something this year or last yeah, year or she, something like that. She won a Sundance dramatic special jury award for ensemble acting. For a movie called Dead Pigs. Thank you. <laughs> Shows how much I researched before I came on. No, 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 no. It's okay. I just read that right now. <laughs> I just read that right nice. now. So, yeah. So, but you know what? Good for good for her and good for DC for pushing the, uh, you know, the right buttons to get her. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, and also it's like Margot Robbie pushing for... A female director is another i i love that too like yes. <laughs> like if that that's how we have to get shit done apparently is like other people advocating because we can't trust the studios to make those decisions so exactly <laughs> no and then yeah. if this is how it's going to be yeah I like pro it. props to all the people out there that really are pushing people of color pe ladies you know mm -hmm. that want equal pay equality and then they just say i mean i forget what Frances mcdormand said at the oscars but didn't she say something like Inclusive writer or something. Inclusive or, writer, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, this is how it's going to go down. Uh -huh. We're going to start asking for shit, and 
you know what? The studios better step up. And this is a case of them saying, okay, our, our biggest star who is, you know, going to make more movies for us or help bring in some money and she wants this. Let's do it. So it's great. Yeah. Ava's doing her thing. Everybody's doing her thing, pushing needles and envelopes. This is amazing. Really good steps there. All right. It's time for some walking dead. All right, so this week we had a cool thing. We got to go to Survival Sunday, the event at movie theaters across the nation and North America. They had the Walking Dead season finale and the Fear the Walking Dead series opener. Mm-hmm. Season the, opener. Thank you. Season opener yeah. on the same day. And they had it across the country in specific theaters and they had it live so we could watch it without commercials. It was pretty cool. And it was filled with Walking Dead fans. We got press passes to go, which is very, very cool. So thank you to Phantom Events. Mm-hmm. They kicked ass. And thank you so much for hooking us up. And we got a nice cool poster. Boo got you a poster. Boo thank couldn't you. go. He had prior arrangements, engagements. And so we got you a cool poster. Thank you. So I want to ask... You guys, what you guys thought of it. I know what Les thought of it. Boo, I haven't talked to you about it. Mm -mm. What was your initial reaction to the season finale? So let me begin by saying the season has, the second half of the season has improved. It was a major uptake. So that's that's always a good thing. Agreed, agreed. Yes. And then the season finale was uh, very good. I was held in suspense for a a good while. I I, I thought there was um, very little hope. I was like, oh, shit. I did I I didn't know what was going to happen so that was that was very good very interesting. By the way, we are going to spoil the season finale of The Walking Dead in 5 4 3 2 Walker Stalker. <laughs> was it I thought the the eventual end and and the how it all how peace came about. I thought that was very good. It annoyed me that even even though Carl's dead from the grave, he has fucked it up. Because Negan needed to die, motherfuckers got to go. But I, I, I get, I get why he was left alive. He's now he's a a very good plot device to continue the show. Because after this, I wasn't very sure how the show would continue after having Negan as a villain. You know, he was the greatest villain that this show has seen. And now what they're doing with there, there being almost a, I guess a survival survivor uh civil war kind of thing going on i thought that was very cool a very good idea i'm actually really interested i'm like oh shit this is gonna be this would be good this would be really good you know to, to, to see how things change and how things are separated and what happens to who and stuff like that so yeah so it was a very good season finale i'm looking forward to the next season already which is uh which is a nice thing yeah good season finale hopeful for the show yeah yeah overall very good Glad you liked it. Les, I know what you think, but tell our beautiful listeners. <laughs> it, it was amazing. There was... Uh, I think it was amazing, huh? No faults to it. Because I got some goddamn faults to it, and I'm going to talk about it in a second. There were a few faults, but it this last episode for The Walking Dead definitely brought it back around. So it made it... In, in seeing it where we saw it at the theater for the Fathom events was actually a really good, uh, uh, had a really nice touch. It added a different element to the whole thing. It had all the moments. It had a great heroic moment, which mm-hmm. super unexpected. 
uh, Eugene engineering all of the guns to malfunction mm-hmm. at the same time was completely out of left field. And to be in that theater to get the fan reaction, to, it was just a fist pumping, clapping, hollering moment. It was great. There are a few things that were wrong with it. Kind of don't want the Maggie. I don't. I don't want the internal conflict. I really don't want the Maggie and Daryl. You can't spend all these seasons building up Daryl as a new character and in building him up to be your set number two as far as badasses go. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then just leave it out there that he's about to turn heel. Because the thing with Daryl, if you do that as far as characters go, he's got to go all the way. There is no halfway with him. He's gonna have to go full Merle or. I mean, we can't keep, we can't do that. We're, we're just dangling him back and forth. Is he going to come around? Is Rick going to be able to switch these things, you know, uh, save this whole thing? I think Daryl becomes the new, I think Maggie becomes a villain, but Daryl is going to become, and I really don't want that. He's going to become the new adversary and it's going to be tough. Okay. So this is my take. My take was being in the theater with all those fans. It was a really, really cool way to see the, the show. I love the show. It feels like old school Walking Dead. The last three or four episodes, it made me feel like that. It wasn't these weird-ass cuts or these weird-ass close-up shots and stuff like that. I love the fact that the guns blew back. I knew the guns were going to malfunction. I called it out earlier, but I thought they were just going to click. So very, very cool. Somebody needed to die in this episode. Uh, yeah, that's very Unfortunately, true. Unfortunately, it wasn't Tara. Not that I'm like bloodlusting and I need somebody to die, but I just don't buy the fact that the girl that's part of the saviors that that fucked Dwight over telling what happened to Negan. All of a sudden, she's going to be planting flowers, dude. And she's going to look at Maggie and smile. Maggie's going to look at her and smile. I don't buy that. I don't buy Jesus sitting in the room when yeah. they're talking about killing Negan after he just had this whole arc about to telling Morgan that he needs to flip his stick and save lives. That's true. That's and he just sits there quietly. I'm sorry. I don't buy Daryl turning on his brother-in-arms, Rick. But Where they've gone through so much shit. But he, but in this in this season, he's been doing that. He's done it twice. He essentially got his son killed. He's he's the reason for Alexander being in the, in the shitty state that it is, and he's the reason for Carl dying. Essentially, well, no, because no, Carl, no, 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 no that's right. Carl got bit. Never mind. Never mind. My bad. No, but but he is he's gotten several people killed. I agree. And I, several I, I didn't people buy killed that be, either. Like he, him saying at the end, "I'm sorry, I didn't. I just needed to see it." Yeah. Like everything's been so meticulously calculated everything they've tried to do and all of a sudden he goes off the rails if, if he does that okay but then you're gonna let dwight leave one or the other it's it Pick doesn't one. make sense to me mm-hmm. i wasn't happy with that the negan thing initially when they killed him off i i thought they killed him yeah and i said to Les, they're gonna fucking kill negan are mm-hmm. you really holy shit they're they got some balls here they're going with the comic and they're keeping negan i'm happy that it feels like old Walking Dead, and I feel that there is hope for next season. So that's where I'm at. Fear of the Walking Dead, love the episode. You didn't get to see it, boo. I did not, know. Love the episode. It was all Morgan, and I love this new gunslinger character. He is hilarious, and he might just make this show. He's really cool. He's funny. Love the fact that there's these new characters that I'm intrigued about. I like the fact that it's after what we've seen from the Walking Dead season finale. I thought it was going to go back and past and figure it out. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've it, jumped ahead it, it quite jumped some ahead, time. Which yeah, is great. It's great. Huh. Okay. So watch a boo and check out this gunslinger. And the main characters for Fear, 
they're not in it to the very end of this episode. So definitely watch it. So there's our take about The Walking Dead. Wasn't 100% enthused about everything that happened, but I loved being in that setting. Loved the fact that it feels like a Walking Dead. Let's just keep the ball rolling. <laughs> All right. That's our Walking Dead talk. All right. Let's get into a couple of voicemails that we got this week. Let's, let's hear what the guy that comes through every week for us with strong voicemail. I haven't listened to it, so it could be just be rating us. But let's listen to King Tom. Hey, Sith listeners. It's King Tom. How are you fellas doing? So I was on the Twitter this past and uh, a few days ago, someone uh, retweeted, and I don't know if, if he tweeted it more recently or if it was a while back, but boy blunder, Rob Liefeld, uh, made a few tweets disparaging Solo and its box office chances against the mighty Deadpool sequel. Jesus. And I was wondering, what, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Deadpool. But coming, you know, sandwiched in between Avengers and Solo, it's a distant third in that race. And I have a feeling that box office-wise, it's going to be the same thing. You know, Deadpool's going to come, what, two weeks after Infinity War, three weeks? And I think people are still going to be, you know, if they had a choice, they're probably still going to be seeing uh, Infinity War. And then you have Solo coming a week or two after, and people are, I know people are, Definitely excited by all these spots and trailers that we're seeing. And I don't know, and especially the fact that it's R-rated. I, I think Deadpool will definitely make back its budget. But because of timing and because it's an R-rated movie, and because it's 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 a comedy, and that, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie, but those comedy sequels tend to be more of a one-trick pony. I, I just don't see it doing as well as the first Deadpool. I'd like it to do well. I want more of that type of movie, but I don't know, up against Avengers, especially Solo, and Liefeld's comments were specifically about Solo, not, you know, he wouldn't dare talk bad about the Avengers, even if he couldn't draw Captain America the right way. Oh, or any other comic book character, anyway. But like he was that. definitely, you know, he was saying Solo should move to December and all this stuff. I don't know. I just don't think Deadpool is going to do that that well against those two movies. What do you guys think? Wonderful box office office prognosticators you anyway thanks for the great podcast and i'll talk to you guys later king tom thank you for that wonderful beautiful <laughs> compliment he was uh blocked by rob liefeld i yeah. show you how much of a thorn in mr yeah, Liefeld's I side i think king he tom has is. like something against liefeld either how, lead the revolt I, I i'll back you up how Here dare he block the king yeah how do you blocking the king of all toms come on liefeld i'll, I'll give my quick take I agree with you 100%. I don't think it's going to do as well as the first one did. I think the first one was like a, like the genie in the bottle kind of thing. Mm -hmm. they, they hit gold. And I think this one is going to struggle a bit. I'm still – I'm definitely going to go see it. And I can't wait for it. And I just don't like that TJ Miller's in it, that piece of shit that he is. <laughs> but you set it perfectly between the Avengers and a rip-roaring, fun, kid-friendly solo – I think that's going to just kick ass. Mm -hmm. So that's my opinion. Jess, what do you think about that whole situation? I, I kind of agree. And I feel like, um, I don't know, I think Guardians of the Galaxy kind of suffered from this too. Like it was mm -hmm. just so unexpected and just like the the type of humor and just it was so different from everything else we had seen in the MCU. And I think Deadpool is that kind of 
that thread (laughs) also. And so, yeah. And I, I didn't really enjoy guardians two as much as I enjoyed the first one, just because I like was amped up for something that probably couldn't have delivered as good as the first one. So I think he's right. Um, but I'm still definitely going to go see it too. And Deadpool is like one of my boyfriend's like favorite, um, it's superhero, antihero, whatever he is. <laughs> yeah, he's best. So, oh, I, I love him too. He, he's yeah. an antihero. Yeah, yeah. The, we, we we actually read the is it the Hawkeye Deadpool comics for a bit. I think cool. they had yeah, and so that's like how we got introduced to Deadpool. So when we hmm. um when he had a movie coming out, we were super excited. So, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, it was it was amazing, and I, I, hopefully it does well. I, I have nothing against it. I mean, I don't know why Life is opening his mouth up. I want to hear what what Struthers thinks because I personally feel that there's way more Star Wars fans than Deadpool fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree 100%. Well, first of all, I'll go see both. My wife loves Ryan Reynolds. I mean, how can you mean this is like, this is kind of like Mark Mark Hamill in Return of the Jedi era. That's, That's kind of where she is. Between right. that and Ryan Reynolds, she'd push me out in front of a bus if Ryan Reynolds was walking down the street towards us. <laughs> but, he, and, he's gen- and he's generally a nice guy, too. That's what sucks. He's got the looks well, and he's cool. The The thing that bums me out about this is, is just you totally get it. Is wh- what's the point of the comparison? Right. You know, why? It's just it's such a turnoff to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, why do it? What it, it it almost makes you want to want to see him have to you know eat his hat. Oh yeah, words over it. It's, it, it. it's I don't know. It's it's totally unnecessary. The the audiences are completely different. It's like comparing apples and apples that are going to sell a bunch of tickets. Exactly. That's exactly right. Like, why even bring it up? What are you talking shit for? Yeah. Why does everybody have to talk shit on the internet now? Hmm. <sighs> Everyone thinks and they dude, get to have an opinion. <laughs> exactly. the, the internet has done a couple of things. One, it's given everybody an inflated sense of their opinion. You know, they start podcasts and think people want to hear their ramblings. <laughs> but but seriously, it gives people an inflated sense of their own opinion. But it also gives other people an inflated sense of other people's opinions. Oh, God, it's on the internet. I, I better consume it. It must mean something. Right, and this is just a great example that you want to hear some King Tom talk about this guy. Just dig into any podcast that King Tom's been on. This guy's name comes up, and he has yeah, great. He's, things he's to bitter say. against him. <laughs> he's very bitter. King Tom, you have to come back on. We're gonna have King Tom back on when we have Infinity Wars talk, which we will. And I, I want to know what his. You know, he's got something against him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, King Tom is right. King Tom is right. Um. He's always right. Yeah, he is. Well, he's the king. Infinity War is going to make a billion dollars. Guaranteed. It's going to make a billion dollars. It will make a billion. Hands down. Um, I imagine from when Infinity War comes out to maybe about maybe the first or second week into June, it'll either be Solo leading the pack or Infinity War leading the pack as far as box office per week. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think Deadpool will have one week. One weekend of leading the box office, and that's it. And then it's just going to get steamed over again. Yeah, it'll poke his little head out and be like, "Look, I exist," and then just continue getting rolled over. Okay, that's that's what's going to happen. It'll have its one week. It'll it'll make its money, not as much as it did for the first one, but it'll make its money. 
but it will it will be rolled over really really hard by both of those movies because it came out in February. Not yeah, too many and it movies was cool. And it was fresh. It was R rated. It was a superhero movie. He was talking shit. It was nasty. It was dirty. Mm-hmm. Like it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it'll have one week. I'll give it that. But besides that, it's not gonna. It, it'll be number two or number three for the rest of the time that it's in uh in the movie theaters, guaranteed. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, Solo's gonna easily have a, a month long run at number one, ju- just because Star Wars fans are obligated. Mm-hmm. By your DNA to go mm-hmm. watch this movie, that's regardless. Right, that's right, Les. Regardless, and you're of, turning into that guy. Well, <laughs> I'll go watch because I enjoy it, the company and enjoy the movie. Oh, that's sure. nice of you. Just don't but, make fucking I noise mean, in the movie when we're there. Okay. Just right. wear a shirt that's big enough, dude. Oh, oh. Why don't you do that? Right. Leave it at that. Why don't you give me your shirt? I'll use it as a blanket tonight <laughs> when I'm fucking sleeping and I get the chills. <laughs> Damn. Damn is right. Damn. All right. Animosity here. Oh my god, what is hap- what is happening? What happening? <laughs> this guy walks Sorry, into work right, after here working we go. Here out. We go, Jess. Okay, I was wearing I went to the gym. You were wearing a shirt for five years ago, man. I wasn't wearing like a uh, like a like a dry fit shirt. I was wearing a t shirt. Oh, it dried up, dude. It shriveled right. up. Dude. <laughs> <sighs> Eric, let's move on to our next voicemail. Simon, who is a great friend of the podcast. Who has made our artwork for our logos? And so let's listen to Slasher's Holonet, Simon. It's your buddy, Simon. Actually, I'm calling at the Denver Airport because I'm bored and I missed a flight. There was a whole delay coming back from Ohio. But I just wanted to say, keep up the amazing work. Can't wait to hear what you guys are going to say about Solo and downloading the podcast as we speak. Thank you for keeping me entertained while I'm stuck at the airport. You guys rock, and I will see you guys soon. Bye. That was really cool. Thank you, Simon. Appreciate it, buddy. That was really nice of you. I'm sorry that you were stuck at the airport, but I'm glad we were in your ear holes while you were stuck there. Nobody's got anything else, evidently. Mm Mm-mm. Well, you've said all there is to say. Right. Yeah, really. you did. Yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of less. Speechless. You guys say thank you to Simon at least. Yeah, I mean that's great. I'm, I'm less speechless. That's really the nice. The love is always real. <laughs> thank you, so, Simon. Yeah. There you go. But we really appreciate it, guys. If you haven't listened to Simon on his great podcast, he is at the Slicers Holonet at Slicers Holonet on Twitter. He is a Star Wars junkie, and they do a great podcast. They even had Rogue One Johnny from MSW's Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, on last week. So, but don't it, let you don't let that stop you from listening. <laughs> just because Johnny's on doesn't mean you shouldn't listen. Is what we're all saying. Just in case, just just kidding, Johnny. We love you. Simon Simon also takes some pretty good like outdoor in action photos of Black Series six inch. He figures. sure does, and they're beautiful. Kind of like you are. <laughs> when you're out and, and doing your action, you're beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I think it's time for the flash round. Jess, are you ready for the flash round? I'm ready. Jess do, you, <laughs> Jess, do you even know what the hell the flash round is? I do, but I don't remember what you asked, so I'm a little nervous. Okay, <laughs> Ooh, good. I, no, it's okay. Don't be nervous. It could be. It could be any questions. I ask a couple questions that are always the same, and, yeah. and we've been on a bad streak lately on this specific question. And I'm hoping. We'll I see. think I know what question you're talking about. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. 
You ready? Good luck. Leia or Padme? Leia. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet. Ooh. Clooney or Pitt? Clooney. Good call there, Jess. <laughs> Last album you listened to in its entirety? Glass Animals. Oh, I, know I don't them. know the name of the album. Yeah, I know them. I think I've seen them at a festival. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> Jay-Z or Dr. Dre? Dre. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dre, but I'm a Jay-Z guy. Last Jedi or Force Awakens? Last Jedi. Okay. Spider-Man or Batman? Spider-Man. Favorite video game of all time? Mm, honest, uh, Overwatch right now, to be honest. Overwatch, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Rebels or Clone Wars? Clone Wars. Freddy, Jason, or Mike Myers? I don't like any of that. I'm not into no. any of it. No, I, don't, I refuse that question. <laughs> Favorite cartoon of all time? I was talking with someone tonight about Babar, and I'm going to go with Babar. <laughs> because it was like, oh yeah, my God. It was like huge wow. for my childhood. That's like wow. all I watched HBO for like the first seven Babar. years of my life. Yeah. Yes, Babar with a crown on his head, an elephant. Yep. And he had a suit on or some weird shit, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, Babar. Or Babar. Was it Babar or yeah. Babar? I don't know. Babar, Babar, whatever. <laughs> wow. That, I did not think you were going to pull that. My last question. Beyonce or Rihanna? Please. Oh, Beyonce. Oh, thank you for bringing it back to normalcy <laughs> on the Sith list. Especially after that unbelievable Coachella performance where she reunited Destiny's Child. And oh my God! She just put it down, people. Look, if you can have Adele rocking out to you on Twitter, then you're doing something good. So I have to say, if Adele's rocking no. out and making gifts to your music, you are like on top of your game. And, and no disrespect to Rihanna because she's amazing as well, but she's no Beyonce. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And she showed up to Coachella. I, I love Rihanna too. She, she showed did. up to Coachella. Here we go again. To where? T'Challa. I almost said T'Challa. She showed up to Coachella in a ski mask in 90 degree weather. And she <laughs> rocked a Gucci ski mask like a champ. You kicked ass on this, by the way, Jess. You guys, anybody else have any questions or we're good? No, we're good. Yeah, I, got a, I, got, I got a few, man. Please, throw them out there. Okay. Luke Skywalker or Han Solo? Han. R2-D2 or C-3PO? R2. R2-D2 or BB-8? R2. Uh, Poe or Finn? <laughs> mm, Finn. Wow. You went with Finn. I thought you would go with Poe. I don't even know you. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon or any other ship in Star Wars? Mm, Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent call. All right. I got one more. Karaoke song. I don't really do karaoke, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Scratch that. I feel like it's something like Spice Girls or something, ah, something dumb. Nice, nice. <laughs> okay. You can edit that out if you want. No, 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 no. That's staying in. <laughs> What's yours, Arash? Yeah. Uh, I've done I've done two songs in my life, and one was Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, and the other one I did it. I did uh, Sweet Child of Mine on a cruise ship with my buddy Andrew. We did it together, but we forgot there's about a three-minute guitar solo. So we just stood up there like idiots, <laughs> and we, we had no idea what we were doing. So I just – yeah. So we were just – we were like doing the uh, Axl Rose dance because I got that dance down like legit. 
But for three minutes, it gets old. So <laughs> we were just staring at each other. Uh, it was really bad. So those are the only two I've done. I feel like every time I've done karaoke, I've been pretty drunk. Yes. And so I don't, I don't, I, I do have a specific memory or actually I don't even remember it, but there's photos and videos of me doing Elton John's, um, Benny and the Jets. Oh, that's a karaoke. Great, that was, that's a great time. <laughs> that was, <laughs> so I apparently think, I like Elton John when I do karaoke and I'm drunk. So I think it's a prerequisite <laughs> to be drunk to do karaoke. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. It, it sure is. Unless you live in, in Japan. Because they love doing karaoke, I believe. They like yeah. love it and they're awesome they, at they it. They take it seriously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thailand, actually, when we were in Thailand, yes, in yes. Bangkok, there's tons of karaoke tons there. Of, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Did you go Did you go to Bangla Road when you were there? No, we did not. Mm. Might have been a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might have been a good thing. All right. Well, I think we're all good here. If I'm not uh, missing anything, but I think we we executed a amazing podcast with an amazing guest. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll have to yeah. do it again. Oh, absolutely! Definitely. You are, you don't need an invitation. Uh, you come on whenever you want. You were awesome. We had a great time. We cracked some beers open. We said some words we never say on the podcast. <laughs> Eric thought about words that he never usually <laughs> thinks about. So that is not even I. Huh. No, whatever. I think you did. I hey, did you, you did. get your refill, Jess? No. Sorry. Oh, you only want to <laughs> Just tell people where they can listen to your wonderful podcast and where they can find you on Twitter and all that great stuff. Rebel Girl, part of the MSW Podcast Network on Rebel. iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you download your podcasts. We are bi-weekly, so next week we will have a new episode. We have some great stuff. That just came out. We had an interview with Dr. Ophelian from the Looking for Leia oh, um, yes. project, and they actually have met their funding goals and their follower count goals to get their um, post-production funding up and running. So great news. And they still can um, use some more help, correct? Quit oh, me. yeah, always. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if um, you're not following them, Please go do that at Looking for Leia and go on Seed and Spark and, and check out their um, Seed and Spark page. Um, so, yeah, the, but the interview that we had with Dr. Ophelian was fantastic. She's brilliant. Yeah, she <laughs> has sure so is. many good things to say. Yeah. And, and she's been on Steel Wars as well. She has, yes. One yes. of the other shows in the network. So, yeah, she's great. Um, and then on Twitter, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's, actually five S's if we're doing that. <laughs> Eric, Shruthers, Eric Shruthers called you out on that, so it is. He really is, did. Yeah. Hey, it was Thank a legit you. question. It is. It is. So yeah, five S's, space chess, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Great, Struthers, Where can they find you? And where they can they hear? Can they hear your beautiful voice? You can hear me right here, plainly. You can also hear me on the Steel Wars Star Wars podcast feed uh, episodes of Struthers Wars. Pretty sweet, man. If you're a Patreon supporter of Steel and you want to be on the show, just drop me a line. You can also hear me on The Bad Motivators every week with my buddies, Luke and Dallas. Struthers, how does that Steel War show work? I mean, like, how does how do you get on that? Well, all you have to do is be a Patreon supporter of the Steel Wars podcast and contact me. Get me a list of some of your favorite episode moments with exact timestamps to save me the hours it takes to track down 
the clips and we'll I'll interview you and we'll put the clips in and it's a really dope time. So and so wait 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 what you're saying is if I'm a Patreon subscriber I can be on that podcast? Sure. Huh. Huh. It's interesting. I just wanted to make sure cuz last time I checked I was a Patreon subscriber to Steel Show. I just I'm just throwing it out there. But you well, haven't there reached you go. out to him. I yeah, am I too, saying, actually. I, I, oh, 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 you are too, Jess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we yeah, should we, we should, should tag team and yes. <laughs> now, let's do a combo show. Let's invite ourselves. Yeah. You know what? That would be cool, man. We could. Oh, that would, would be now? like now that the... Jess is here. It'd be cool. I've been, I've been <laughs> well, trying yeah, to get on that's, that. Uh huh. Whatever. That's kind of, hey. You can't follow the simple instructions that I put in every episode <laughs> to reply to the. Patreon post oh, for that episode. Eric, I, I don't listen to Struthers Wars. I'm just saying. Believe me, I know you yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be on Struthers Wars. You know what I mean? Like, oh, then I'll listen. Yeah. To the episode. If you have me and Jess on, or Jess and I, um, I will definitely listen to it. It would have been Jess and me because it's an object. But uh, yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's you why. For the grammatical. Yeah, that's why I don't listen to Struthers Wars. <laughs> Pompous ass that you are. Just kidding. I love you. Uh, All right, guys. On that note, we will catch you next week. I think we should play Benny and the Jets right now. What do you think? Absolutely. Jess, you pick it. Should we play Benny and the Jets or should we play what's another song that you want to play? Or you want to play Spice Girls? You pick. No, do Benny and the Jets. All right. So you've been listening to the intro to Benny and the Jets. Let's just get into it. We'll catch you next week on episode number 90. Holy mackerel. Big number. 9-0 of The Sith List. Hey, you. Hey, you.